moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. Today, two wonderful beings are here just for you so you can become more courageous, more comfortable, at ease of being a little bit more who you are on this beautiful earth. Hello everyone, I'm Mylene Elke, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast and I have a wonderful guest sitting with me in Chicago. Illinois. <laughs> Hello, Sophia. Wonderful to have you on Moving to Thank Oneness. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very yeah. excited to be here. And I definitely love your um, title, Moving into Oneness. Yeah, because it's so important, right? I think we're, we're all looking for this to, first of all, to move into ourselves, to understand who we are. Also for me to understand who I am, for you probably, who you are, and then who are we as a collective, as uh, the human beings on this uh, planet. And too often, I think there is not enough discourse where we can even talk about this freely, uh, without judgment, be, without being looked at. And nowadays, I think the energies are right, and we have so much support from other beings <laughs> and the star nations, the plants, yeah, to understand more of how we function, how we can, in a way, dictate our life or what we want to create, also of what parts I want to live that you want to live, right? And crystallize that out. And I sense there is now also strong support from others and the ears of others to listen so we can go on this journey inward hmm. to understand ourselves better, but at the same time on the journey to understand others better. Because through others, right, then I see myself again different. If I'm all alone encapsulated, which we're not supposed to be, it's a very, I think a little sad, too many people are so much alone, not in community, not with friends or family. Um, so something like Zoom now helps, so we're not so much alone. But this beautiful discourse to understand how I'm seen, right? Because I think other people's people don't see us so often with such judgment as we have judgment here in our head. What do you think, Sophia? I, I totally agree. I think a lot of times we can, you know, have that judgment, that self-critic, that, you know, kind of 
you know, chatters in our ear and, and we can, you know, give in to listening um, and then to, you know, judge ourselves in a way that says, you know, maybe I'm a failure or I'm this or I'm not enough. Um, into instead of really just just recognize as a whole that we have oneness and we can have oneness and alignment within ourselves and oneness and alignment with our creator god universe mm -hmm. whatever we 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 call our higher power uh, you you're so right and you come to it with a lot of love what i like so much about you sophia you always smile <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've always seen you smile and uh, the smile goes from your mouth over all your muscles of your face and your eyes. And I think out of your body, it radiates. So how how come you're so happy or how um, come you're radiating out that that smile, that love? I think it's because I have discovered, you know, what's my purpose and what's my reason for being. Mm. Um, I think that once I started my journey of transformation and change and self-mastery that, and I discovered like, this is what I meant to be doing, then that was a way that just kind of brought me to that place of happiness um, where I'm enjoying the journey not just the destination of where I ultimately want to be. Ooh, yeah. So what made you start the journey? Well, my journey started <laughs> with, you know, I'm from Jamaica. And so I came to the U.S. And when I came, um, I was like early teenage years and I started experiencing struggling with my weight. And so that consistently continued um, on into my adult years. I felt like the swan in the ugly duckling story, just really desperate to master my life. I kept going around the mountain and I thought I was moving forward, but I really wasn't. I was kind of staying stagnant in the same place. And so for me, I would start a journey like every year, my New Year's resolution was always the same, you know, to lose weight and get healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so I, for three months out of the year, I would do some kind of fasting, cleanse, dieting program, centering myself and all these other things. Um, and I would lose 50 pounds. But then by the end of the year, I would go back. I would have gained back all the weight and you know, some extra with it. And so that became very frustrating for me. Um, I was like, this, this is not working. And I said, I have to figure out a way to get up and over the mountain. So at one point I decided that I would sign up for weight loss surgery. Um, and so six months into waiting for my weight loss surgery date, I didn't get, receive one. And I was so frustrated. I was just like, you know, if I had started one of my programs, I could have been further along <laughs> by now. And so I was just so, you know, so upset. So, so frustrated. Um, I sat down to meditate. Um, and then I read a quote, beloved, I wish above all things that thou would prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. And so for the first mm -hmm. time, the word soul spoke to me. 
And I started asking myself, what's my soul's prosperity? How can I prosper my soul? And how can it actually help me to, to have the physical um, transformation that I've been, you know, just, just looking for, searching for, hungering for, trying to re reach, but not being able to get there. Um, and so when I, I sat down and I started asking those questions, I went on to discover my soul's prosperity with um, you know, wrapped in self-mastery. So that's why I teach the art of self-mastery um, to people who want to live to their highest potential. They want to be who they want to be. They want to be able to experience, you know, life of success and fulfillment and really be able to, you know, live life on their own terms and be the drivers of their destiny. Because that's what I wanted to do for myself. Um, and so that's been my transformation. I was able to go on to lose 100 pounds. Um, and so I was just like, everybody needs to know. <laughs> everybody needs to know the secret of what it takes to really move your life forward, to be that successful person and live to your highest potential. Mm, yeah, I love the word prosperity. It is, it is so, uh, it's, a, an excite, it's a word that carries excitement. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> yes. Doesn't it? And yes. Sometimes I mean, even the word purpose is like a potential it has so much weight mm -hmm. uh but that other it doesn't i i like that it is it creates a joy when you say it yes yes i mean definitely and i think that was that was the whole part of you know once i started really deep diving into my soul's prosperity and really be able to understand my own story understand my why understand so many different things about myself um align myself with you know what i'm thinking what i'm believing what i'm feeling and then being able to just align myself in that oneness coming into that oneness with creator you know um I was able to transform myself um, and really, you know, it, it took time, energy, effort and consistency in order to be able to reach the goal of losing 100 pounds. But the journey itself was so transforming that it was like energizing. So that's part of my reason for smiling. I discovered my purpose of what I needed to do or what I can bring to the planet and really share with people about you know, the, the being their authentic self and really stepping into um, being who they've always known themselves to be. I, I, I like that. And I'm really cu uh, curious, could you share why did you not change at the beginning when you started? Can you explain a little bit the difference of uh, the feeling before? I mean, you did lose weight because you did do um probably eating less or changing uh, the nutrition what you were cooking or what you were making uh, right right but what happened that it didn't work is that what happened within the body and why did it function then later do you think when you found uh, or you started your journey Okay, so this is this is um, my belief. And so here is, um, you know, some stats where um, studies have shown that 95% of our lives is lived in the autopilot, the subconscious mind, that comfort zone area, and only 5% um, 
of our lives is lived consciously. And I think that what I was doing, I didn't know that information at the time. Um, so that's part of why I kept repeating. Because when we think about like a pie, for instance, and you remove 5% of it, that's that 5% that says, I want to lose weight, I want to get healthy. That's the 5% that will employ some willpower, we'll lower our calories, we'll, you know, do exercise and everything like that. And then we'll re achieve some form of goal. Um, because, you know, because we're on the journey, you know, something is happening and some Something will happen. Um, the reason why I went back is because that 95% was actually set um, to a particular um, embodiment, you know, so to speak, you know, it was, it was already, I had a pre-program and because I didn't change the pre-program to cause it to support the 5% of what I wanted, I always went back to the set point. And so, you know, it's sort of like an um, in a fly, an airplane, when they have um, the autopilot set, if it's set to go to France, then it's set to go to France. And even if it goes off course and does something, you know, different, we have turbulence, you get some wind gusts and, and different things like that. It goes off course, but then it always brings it back to where that way it gets to the destination. And so I didn't change my destination. I didn't change the program or anything. I just kind of did some things with sheer force and willpower and, you know, and get into, you know, losing some weight. But I always went back. And that happened for years and years and years that that happened. That was always my New Year's resolution. And I was like, wait a minute. It needs to be different. I need to, I need to find a way. So when I tried to do the gastric bypass surgery, you know, for the weight loss, then that was going to be my way to like change the trajectory. I was looking outside of myself for a solution that I needed to find inward. And so we're always looking out there because exercise is outside, you know, diet and all of those things happens outside, but it doesn't happen in the mind. And I think that is what we have to really check. We have to check what's going on in the mind. We have to really look at our heart beliefs and what our values are, and then have those um, things that really dictate movement in life to be in support of what we really want to achieve. And I think that was the difference. So once I was able to do the inner work, to really try to um, understand myself and where I'm coming from, what I'm believing. And, you know, by the way, it's like, I understand that it wasn't even my fault because we're pre-programmed from birth um, to live a particular way to, you know, to and the environment influenced us as well in school and all of those things. So I got all these programming that I needed to change. And that's part of, the, the, the way we can get our, um, the 95%, that subconscious mind to support the 5% of what we want um, mm -hmm. is that we have to really input our, self, our own self-beliefs, like what we believe in, what we really want, um, what matters most to us, what values do we hold? All of that is a whole inner work that we have to do in order to move ourselves forward and really live the life that we wanna live. Really interesting. So it is, yeah, you, you, you're so right often, you know, we know what to do, mm -hmm. but we can't. It's the yes. body just doesn't follow. 
it. And I was thinking, you know, you said probably a few times the intention to align and you tried from different angles or different uh, um, directions. Let's stay for a second with the diet, right? Maybe different diets each yes. year. Mm -hmm. But the way you we've, we've programmed how we grew up, everything, the foods that nourish ourselves, that make us feel safe or that maybe our mothers cooked, Right. Um, that were cultural, right? Even cultural, yes. we eat uh, so different. So you can't yes. even so it's this or that. And so one starts and it also, I think, right, it takes time. And yes. it's probably you did start changing a lot of things, but you don't notice it. So sometimes it is I just observing myself. I went through that too, because sometimes I take on weight um when there are a lot of energies out there there have been a few years where this happened and and this year i would say or last year again i take on a lot of energies and i put it onto my body and then there's you know you what you should do you know you should eat this uh, to do this kind of sport but i always believe suddenly there is the right moment if you set the intention and desire this alignment where all the puzzle pieces fit and then it goes like on automatic and i'm still maybe we can talk about that uh, interested right it, what is that suddenly that shift or when do we sense oh now it's safe to go back into that mode or maybe a trauma had to be healed that's why those phases had been too, even for me, Wade. <laughs> a lot of right. cakes, but the cake or whatever, the, 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 the experience while eating, it brought certain thoughts up, a certain awareness where we had to look at it or I had to look at it and I could then shift it or transform or, or acknowledge it. Often we just need an acknowledgement, but it has to come out of our body and up. So then I suddenly, the body starts automatically and I'm still not close. Why and when this happens is suddenly it craves certain things. Then you go into a store and you buy different foods. You eat different or you eat less at different times. That's often an impact. You switch your rhythm when you eat. Your environment switches also with you. Suddenly they change and it becomes easier for you to do what you wanted to do anyway or what I wanted to do anyway. So it's, oh, now I can do it Please, without, you know, cooking three times because they're also demanding this at the moment. So there are many different reasons. So that's why, what do you think was then the, 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 the ignition in that year where you decided to even do the meditation that you could get to that point of meditation to get that acknowledgement, oh, that's what I'm here to do. And now let me get my body fit and the environment supports me now in living my purpose. Well, I think that what what happened for me is because I was always meditating. See, I am a person that I always wanted to change. Mm -hmm. It wasn't um, that I didn't want to change. I was I was I mean, I was literally, you know, finding trying to find different avenues to really change my life. Mm 
And I think that I studied natural health medicine. I became a natural health practitioner. So I would learn about healthy foods and different ways and, you know, herbal therapies and all of these things that would, would support me losing the weight. But I think that, you know, I had to really do some inner, you know, self-discovery of my own and really, you know, recognize that I have choices and that I can make yeah, a decision. That's an important point. I, I love that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> make the choice that I can, I can, I can do this. What I have to change too, is that I would do three months out of the year. I had to recognize that this was an ongoing process. And so however long it took, then that's what we were going to do in order to reach our goal. Even though we had to be flexible with the plan, sometimes we had setbacks, we went backwards, we went forward, you know, but we still stayed on that journey and really still see that goal. And so I think it's, it's a lot that, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that has to go on, but the choice recognizing that you have a choice and how to then navigate the choice into making a decision and then walking it out. Because sometimes we have the head knowledge, but we don't have the heart belief to move us in that direction. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to believe in ourselves that this is something that I can actually do, that I, I can safe, actually yeah. Yeah, you know, be able to lose the weight and keep it off and then really start changing our self image of how we see ourselves. Um, and then, you know, stepping into that like rhythmically every day, you know, it's ongoing. And so it's never, um, you know, a one and done, which was what I was doing before. I would do three months. Okay. You know, I achieved something. This is good. <laughs> you know, and then I would start what I call the party. One of the things about eating is that one time I was sitting down, I had this thing where when I would get stressed, and at first I didn't even know that I was an emotional eater. So I had to realize so many different things about myself and become aware. Um, so I would eat, you know, I would have things happen and I would buy myself a brownie pie and I would sit down and I would eat my brownie pie. And so one day I'm like, you know, just, just processing myself and I would say that I heard the voice of God say to me, you know why you eat sweet things? And I was just like, no, you know, and then he says, it's because you want people to be sweet to you. And <laughs> uh, I was like, oh my gosh, like it made so much sense that, you know, in, in every time that I wasn't really having that sweetness being given to me, then I would reach for it in another way. And, you know, I still enjoy sweet things, but I don't eat the whole brownie pie like I used to, you know, because I was able to give that to myself, that sweetness, that forming that self-love. And this is one of the things that I talk about is that in our self-discovery process, it's just like me meeting you and you meeting me. And we want to get to know each other. Yeah. We want to talk to each other. And the more we get to know each other, the more we say we like each other. And the more it's like, oh my goodness, I really love her. She is like a great person and everything. And in self-discovery, when we take that on ourselves, we experience the same thing. When we get to know our own abilities, when we get to know our own capabilities, the, the more amazing things that we can do and that we've actually done, then we get to love ourselves even the more. And I think love is our superpower. 
Um, and that's that's the thing that goes across. It's the thing that we want the most in life. And it's also the superpower that we have that we can give to ourselves and then give to others. So that's where I started being sweet to myself um, and take more taking more care of me um, with practicing compassion and kindness and you know empathy for myself. So that way I could be able to be in the position to actually be able to give that to, um, to others as well. So, so that was this whole journey for me. And, you know, when I, when I realized and learned that I was doing this, eating these lots of sweet things, because I wanted sweetness in my life, when I was able to give that to myself, then I was able to transform. I was able to let it go. Um, so I didn't have to eat it in order to get it. I could just give it to myself. So I have uh, two personas. I have big girl Sophia and baby girl Sophia. And whenever I start experiencing some emotions, big girl Sophia says, hold on, what's going on? What do we need to do right now? What do we need right now? And so I take that time to process myself and go through that process and nurture myself where, you know, I, and you do that too with self-care. And so I would tell people that self-love and self-care are not the same thing, but self-care is born from self-love. And the reason why I say that Ooh, I like is that... that when we're able to give that compassion to ourselves, when we are able to treat ourselves like our own best friend and not like an enemy, when we're able to nurture our, our and be empathetic, you know, have that empathy within ourselves about ourselves, about what we've been going through, then we're able to, you know, transform ourselves. And yeah, then we can give ourselves the, the physical aspects of, you know, um, you know, exercising, eating right, you know, taking walks, doing those kind of things that are self-care things, you know, spending some time in nature and all of those things. Those are self-care things, but really we have to do the inner aspect of it first. So that way we can get to that. So I believe that it's born from love, from, you know, from self-love and that it, it and self-love is not the same thing. Ah, uh, really, I like that a lot. Uh, the you have that heart behind you painted a big <laughs> one and i always see you wearing red so love is oozing out as i said before and yes it is looking at ourselves in a new way in yeah. a loving way and that's not so easy if you were for example looked at harshly mm -hmm. in life yeah. i also love what you said about uh, the sweetness when you eat that you want to be treated sweet Everyone wants to be loved. I, that's also what I uh, believe deep down. This is what feeds everything. Everyone maybe expresses it in a, a different way. And uh, to take the time to discover how to love ourselves is not so easy. You're right, but it is possible. Yes. Uh, we have to start slow. It is a slow unfolding or uh, opening up, opening up the heart, opening up your eyes, opening up your ears, trusting your own thoughts a little bit more, trusting the people more around you, right? Learning more about yourself. It, it is a whole a journey. And there I even liked when you were saying to 
I had an image when you were speaking, like we zoom out and, <laughs> and, and from above, I don't know, like 10,000 feet and then see all, our, look at our life because it's not one single thing, but yeah. we can do tiny shifts yeah. wherever you can shift something or wherever I can or wherever we can shift something together or try something out, I, I, I should say or experience a newness or walk in a new way, dance in a new way, eat in a new way, right? F try a different restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, express yourself in a new way using new vocabulary, yes. right? All yes. these ways. And then when you see that all, all this, it's like a huge puzzle and then it, you can zoom back in Right. And this in and out, I think, is then very rhythmic. And we are people that are not static, right? We're very flexible. And we've been trained to be static and tight. And when you let yourself uh, or allow yourself more to go into movement and try out things and do choices, as you said so beautifully. And if it's the wrong choice, it's okay. I mean, there's no right. wrong choice. You just notice, oh, this is not the choice that suits me or that I want to pursue. You choose right. something new. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it created experiences. Um, yeah, and the, to feel safe to open up so you can do this self-care, you know, taking the time for yourself that right. is difficult. That means you have to practice maybe doing other things or being with more other people where you pull back a little bit for yourself or you switch the uh, the things you do with other people. So let's say maybe one had, or you have done always what they said yeah. and you agreed so you can be in where you say, oh, do I really like that? Do I have fun when I do it? And become courageous and uh, say, and you choose, you know, guys, I, I like what you do, but I really would love, maybe we could do this and to become open to speak out. And I think that is maybe at the end, the biggest shift to becoming comfortable in saying yes to yourself. Yes, yes. It's, it's really about prioritizing and giving yourself that gift of permission to say what you want and mm. need. And so that that was like one of the important things that I had to do for myself to really recognize that I'm not in agreement with certain things. I don't really want that. And to identify what I wanted and then be able to step out and do it. Um, so I have this story for years, I would pass by this nature preserve. And I would say, every time I would drive by, I said, you know, one day I'm going to go over there and go for a walk. Um, and it, you know, it was all, you know, foresty and everything like that. And there was a little parking lot and I was just like, okay. And then I started telling people, that, you know, I was thinking about going over there for a walk and they started saying, oh, well, you know, that, that could be scary and this could happen and that could happen and the other could happen and, and everything. But what I discovered on my self-discovery journey that I had so much emotions that were just, just like exploding out of me. I had to, I eventually had to make myself get up and get dressed and go for a walk. And so I started going for a walk in this forest preserve and I would walk four miles um, 
just in nature. And the discovery was also that I started talking to myself. I would talk to myself. I talked to God. I talked to air. I talked to, and I just started this conversation because it really helped me to process what I wanted, who I wanted to be, and how I wanted to show up in the world. And so that has been, ever since I started that, I haven't stopped. Even when it's really cold and it's 20 degrees or it's some other degrees, I still go for these walks. And it's almost like now, it's like, I have to, you know, because I'm like, oh, I need a moment to decompress and get myself together. And I always come away from it really refreshed, um, feeling rejuvenated and feel like, you know, I've been heard, you know, um, you know, I've, I've am been able to speak. And I think that was the permission that I needed to give myself to be able to be with myself and to, you know, develop. And I love being with people. I like, you know, interacting and giving love and receiving love and sharing and all of those things. But I really also do enjoy having these moments to myself where I get to be with me because I love me too. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, so right, because there was a strong call and it's really interesting. So you heard that you didn't act and when you were ready, to really act on the call, you went to the nature preserve and nature is so nice, right? It, it calms us. It provides an ear. Yeah. Changes our <laughs> energy, right? It, it balances and harmonizes us. And what also came, you were saying that you started talking and I, I learned from a Kurosawa, she, she passed on, but a beautiful woman, but I remember an exercise she did with us where we were uh, doing partner work and she said speak about something for 20 minutes and the other person just listen not even talk or mm, and yes and yeah or really to just be present but not to show too much of how we agree or disagree what i learned that day because i was it was really fascinating to observe the, the lady I was with, she started talking and it was a rather a grief, I thought, a, a, a topic she was speaking about, but she spoke her way through. She gave her own, uh, uh, she gave first voice to her fears. She answered and gave herself ideas. And at the end, she did her own healing. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to give her the space and be present so she could be feel safe to go through these emotions. And often I believe nature is the same way. It provides this same feeling of safety, of uh, feeling embraced, of being held. So we can go through this. Not everyone, yes. if, if I mean in, in the woods, it's, it's extreme, right? You have so many plants and <laughs> the earth, but maybe even if you have a garden or you have a balcony or you have a park, if you look in the sea or a beach or a pond, wherever where you can just take time for yourself or have a good friend and tell them, can you go with me through this? Just be there, don't answer, or even your partner, and explore your own way of discovering uh, yourself, or do it like Sophia. I love that uh, nature anyway. I'm, 
I'm the biggest fan because we're in communion. We're not alone. We're beings that are never alone. And in these woods, you feel, um, you don't don't feel, you recognize that you are surrounded by everything existing. And this is a very uh, comforting and in a way also strengthening uh, feeling. Yes, yes. I mean, I have, you know, I vent all my emotions because that was part of the the thing too that was, you know, keeping me stuck in the loop is that I wouldn't, you know, vent myself. I didn't seem like I create, I didn't create that space for me to say what I was feeling, what was hurting me or what was giving me joy. Um, and so now I get to go out into the woods and I mean, I just love it. I put on my <laughs> headphones, I act like I'm talking to, you know, on my phone or something, you know, but I just love it when I'm able to express myself and I process my day and I said, this is what I enjoyed or this feeling came up and I'm not sure what this is. And just like you said, is like you talk your way through it and then you come up with the answer and then you perform your own healing and get the solution for you know for moving forward and and everything like that so yeah that is like you know one of the most joyous time that I can experience um where I'm centering myself and and you know being in that oneness you know with nature and and with myself and and everything so yeah yeah, yeah, because I think it, too often we really think we're alone and many of us are alone, but going outdoors, getting out of the square room, apartment mm -hmm. or house, and then you don't feel so alone and sad. So if you have the strength to get up, to, to break your own rhythm, and uh, maybe start and look, maybe there's other people that start walking or going somewhere in the park or tell a friend, can you call me once a week and just tell me you want, uh, let's say, Susie, Susie, you wanted to go for a walk. Today is the day. Go do it. Right. It, it right. Build up a support team, accountability partner. It is a lot of people like that. Um, Maybe an animal, something, right? Where you that that pulls you outside, and you don't have to get one yourself, but you can go um, a whole uh, animal shelter, right? There are dogs that need to be walked. So if you want to ha have something additional because you want to do something good at the same time, so two things at one. And also, when we do walk, our brain functions differently, right? that's a good way of processing things so that's also a yes, support yes. wow Sophia so, so you have a lot I, I I bet this is a topic we could talk for hours because uh, you changed in all parts of life and, and yeah. you just shared a few but the one the weight was in a way your a stepping stone where yes. you said something has to happen because of this and that started your journey, but it encumbrances everything, right? Yes. As you said so beautifully, the oneness, we come with a rest, nourishing ourselves, nourishing others, being nourished uh, by others, making choices. Maybe it's a new profession. There's so many things then go with it or resting, sleeping different. 
Yes, yeah. Yes. And yes. so how can people connect with you to learn more about you or to learn how they could work with you together? Uh, they can go to sophiaspeakswisdom.com and that's S-O-P-H-E-I-A. So I'm Sophia with an E. So that's the difference in the spelling, but it's still Sophia. So you have to spell it S-O-P-H-E-I-A speakswisdom.com. And you can get um, all the information. You can learn more about me and you can uh, make an appointment to work with me. Yeah, you do, do speak wisdom. It is you're very clear and expressing and bringing through who you are and you can, we I can feel it or we can feel it just listening to you or seeing you and it's an unending it's like you opened up to yourself and you're helping others to open up to themselves right to live right. themselves passionately and yeah. to feel the purpose here, as you said, so beautifully. Right, right. So give us what what arises for you to say as a last word to someone who is striving to switch something up so can they be the best of themselves? Well, I would say um, one of the things that I help people do and when we first start working together is to create a plan. And when you create this life plan, you're able to say all the things that you want, all the things that you, you want to accomplish, and you create that whole um, journey for yourself. Because I think it's all of who we are is wrapped up in what we want. And we have these wants, but because we don't have the support of the 95% of ourselves to support us in doing so, we just kind of have it as an idea as a dream and it doesn't really become our reality because we we struggling against you know trying to do it and every time we might try we end up back in the same place again um, and so it's really about creating this plan and then making taking making the choice to do consciously choose to live this plan and in your consciousness decide all the ways that you will walk out to get to your goal and so it may mean that you have to do your self-discovery, um, really learning yourself and really, you know, growing as an individual, because that's as human beings, we are always growing. Yeah. And so we have it's an ongoing process. And when you step outside your comfort zone and really decide to follow your heart and really live to your highest potential, then that's the way that you can do it is by creating this plan and then walking it out for yourself. Oh, like I, I really like that to see the big picture, to dream huge, humongous. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Everything that you want. Yeah. Yeah. And then to say, oh, those are all the little things I have to start uh, uh, turning. So all these lines or webs like a big right. spider web, right? They, they, right. and they start moving you forward. Everything gets tighter then. And, and, uh, suddenly you feel the shift, yes. right? Or, yeah. or earlier or later, it depends on, on, on <laughs> how many yeah. parts you start, but it's, it's doable. Everyone, it is yes. really a doable. I've seen it so often. I've experienced it myself. Sophia has experienced it. 
uh, wisdom, but for both of us is, is very important. That's what one, we want to live. And we want to follow our own wisdom, right? And knowledge and uh, live it, walk it. Yeah. And whoever is listening today or watching, they have the same desire. You want to really walk your truth and make an impact on yes. this earth um, with your beingness. You know you have a reason why you're here. So feel embraced by me, by Sophia, the whole community that is listening to move forward. Yes. And uh, if you have to stop, that's perfect. If you have to turn around, that's perfect. If you have to go backwards for a little bit or left and right, that's perfect too. There is yes. really no no wrong way. Keep it going and explore your life and move forward. As, as our name of the podcast, Moving to Oneness. So everyone come to the Facebook group where you do feel supported by others that are also interested in moving into their own oneness as into the oneness of everything that's existing. Sophia, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your presence, your love, radiating this out unendingly. It's infinite and you're really giving it a little bit also of your little touch. There's a funness to your love that I like a lot. And yeah, so thanks again and to have a wonderful day. Everyone who's listening and watching, I wish you also a lot of fun exploring yourself and exploring your journey, your adventurous journey, and that you invite others onto your journey. This is Mylene, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.